2: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super welcome. Want to welcome you. Yeah, DRP. That's me. Do you know they call me DRP? No, I didn't. Jessica, is that new? DRP. They've been doing it for about a year. DRP. Can
3: we shorten it up even? Derp.
2: Huh? It's
0: derp, 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 Not
2: to be confused with burp. We don't do that here anymore. I want to welcome you to the show, everybody. This is the Doctor Pat Show. That's me. And thank you for joining us here on Transformation Talk Radio. Shout out to Mister Benny, of course. Taylor did a great job. Thank you during the last hour. And you guys over at WBLQ, yep, yeah, I see you eating those donuts. It's okay. It's all right. But you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I am so thrilled. I'm honored to have somebody here joining me here today that I really look up to. Many of you guys have heard me talk about Brenda Michaels, and you've heard me talk about her as someone that carved the pathway out for many of us that are sitting here today. And um, you also heard me talk about the fact that if you go back 11, 12 years now, Uh, and Brenda, you go back like 12, 13, 13. right? 13. Yeah. If you go back 13 years, I know it's going to be hard for some of you and don't text me telling me you weren't born yet. Don't do that. But if you go back, it was a very different world. It was a different world. And KKNW was really kind of the pioneer, um, venue to bring out a different conversation, a conversation about life, about, uh, thriving, about healing, about spirituality, and in Brenda's case, about conscious talk. And what that means is that in order for you to sign up and say yes to taking a message, by the way, wasn't really popular 13 years ago, and coming out in the world and saying, I'm going to talk about this. I got something to say. And it doesn't really matter that, you know, this may be the only station and I may be the only show, by the way, at the time, doing it. That really takes some guts. That takes chutzpah, but it also takes passion. And what I've learned about life along the way is you get that kind of determination and, pa- and passion from the adversity that you have in your life. There's nothing like it. You know, if you're looking at the world you live in and it's a really tough time for you, here's what I want to say to you. That tough time has door number three labeled with your name on it. And that doorway is a doorway to live in a life you couldn't even imagine. Today we get to talk with Brenda Michaels and Marsha Mercant Mercant I get, Mercant. Mm-hmm. I got that right. I wanted to say something else, but you know, it's <laughs> kind of like uh, I got a cousin named Marsha, and I'm I just had a moment where it's going to make her Italian right there. <laughs> and so I get to talk with Marsha and Brenda about something incredible. You know, decisions that you make in life about what you're going to say, what you're going to do, and how you're going to stand for what you believe in. Um, this book is fabulous, by the way, The Gift of Cancer, A Miraculous Journey to Healing. And this is Brenda, uh, Brenda Michaels, of course, and we're going to give you lots of information. And, Mar- and, and Marsha, they've sat down, they put this together. And of course, you know, the forward that was put together by, you know, Chris Northrop is also brilliant. But here's the takeaway I want you guys to think about today as you listen to this show. You get to choose how you handle the things in life. And you get to choose in standing next to yourself with such strength of conviction that it doesn't matter what a diagnosis says to you. It doesn't matter about the relationships you have in life. What does matter is your notion of yourself to help you step forth in life. Now, cancer, we can talk about it this month, especially next month we're going to talk about Alzheimer's. And as a matter of fact, we're starting a whole venue on that. But today I want you to know that when you are in a place of chronic illness, things start to break down, relationships end, people that you thought were in your life and on your team are not anymore. And so Brenda gets to be a, a, a poster child for what it's like to move beyond moments, hours, days, and years of dealing with adversity, to stand tall and be a pioneer in conscious talk. I want to welcome you both to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank
1: you. It's a pleasure.
2: Um, I don't know if you know this, but I was reading your book, and you know, you and I have something in common. Um, we've both been in relationships, you know, during our illness, where our partners looked at us and said, "Oh, honey, I didn't sign up for this crap," uh, and we had to deal with that. And as a matter of fact, the latest statistic on, on divorce is that it's a fifty percent statistic on divorce in general. However, out of that 50, 75% have to do with chronic illness. Mm. Um, and, you, you know, you talk so beautifully in the book about your journey, about what it was like. What was it like? Uh, I want to ask you, Brenda, first. What was it like for you to talk about your life in such an authentic and honest way?
4: Well, it was very cathartic. And it was very healing. Mm. Um I've heard, and this isn't my saying, but I've heard this saying that you're as sick as your secrets. Mm. We're really meant to be transparent beings. We're not meant to hold on to anything because we're energy and everything is energy. So everything's in constant flow. And so when you're not flowing, (laughs) when you're holding, when you're restricting, when you're constricting, um, you're going to have ramifications Uh, usually in the body it'll show up the body will begin to talk to you sometimes in a big way it's just out of the blue and sometimes it's in small ways and it builds and builds until we get the message Mm. that we've all had issues in our lives we all have what would be termed a darker side we all have those thoughts I mean when I hear about animal abuse I my heart just, it it just hurts so much. And I want to go hurt the people that hurt those innocent animals or babies or people that are being killed for no reason. I, we all have that. and And that's okay. The judgment doesn't come from God per se. It comes from us. So, you know, if you can let yourself off the hook and never act on something like that, but use that adversity, if you will, as a launching pad into your heart Mm. to get into a place where you can understand that people that do those kind of things are in incredible fear and pain in their lives. And that's why they're projecting that onto others. Then you can find forgiveness. And when you can live in that energy, you can spread more of that around, which my God, the world needs a lot of. No kidding. And, you know, we're going to talk
2: more about this journey and what it was like for you. For those of you out there, the book that, uh, you know, Brenda and Marcia uh, wrote was the gift of cancer, and you know, just just saying the word or hearing it once is one thing; hearing it three times is another. Um, you know, Marcia, I want to ask you a question, if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've heard, and you know more about Brenda Michaels than probably her <laughs> husband. I don't know about that, but <laughs> close, close. 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 Um, if you had to describe her life, her journey, and her character, what would you say?
1: In a sentence, I would say that cancer saved her life.
4: Mm. Wow. Amen. Mm.
1: Um, and and I say that, you know, because I, I only know what she has told me about what her life was before. And cer- certainly writing the book, I got a lot of insight into that. But I have to say that sometimes it's difficult for me to look at her now and see that that was Brenda, you know, um, right. 30 years ago. Right. But but I know from my own journey and the journeys of my friends and stuff, they're, they're, you know, I, I was married. I had a practice husband. and um, And... <laughs> when i think about that woman who was married to that man i can't fathom it i would i would not even i would not even look a second glance at this person in in my life today so i have to know that that's also true for brenda the person mm-hmm. that she was when she was dealing with her illness mm-hmm. again and again and again and a series of illnesses not just the cancer but a lot of indicators that let her know that there was the potential for something bigger and more difficult and more challenging that was, you know, bound to come down the pike. Um, But she she was, you know, what we call bravery, and you can look at her and say, oh, my God, how brave you were to, to go on this path. But, you know, when that sort of thing happens to you, it doesn't feel like brave. It feels like survival.
2: Right, right. Wow. Mm-hmm.
4: Beautifully said, mm-hmm. Brenda, huh? How do you uh-huh. like this so far? Oh, well, why, you think I'm, why do you think I'm teamed up with her? Yeah, no kidding, right? Th- this book couldn't have happened without her because she brought mm-hmm. my story to life, right. and she has that gift, and mm-hmm. and I adore you for it.
2: Well, I want to ask you about this. Part of the process, you know, because I, I'm in the process of—I'm I, I, embarrassed to even say it, but I will say it—I'm in the process of stalling about writing my book because— I'm finding I cannot do it alone. What was it like to be witnessed? See, I, I think about this and you guys teaming up and there's so much you shared in the book. We're actually going to
4: skip break. There's so much you shared in the book. What did it feel like to have find somebody that got you, that oh, got you? It was so beautiful. It was so amazing. And, and all these synchronistic events happen in my life now since I changed mm-hmm. my life and I changed Who I am in my life. And meeting Marsha was that synchronistic event where I was invited to an event in LA that I really had nothing to do with per se. And it was a launch of a book, Fearless Women series book. And I had interviewed the woman that put that together, Marianne Helpham, had fallen in love with her. We had a great rapport. And that's a big reason why she invited me. But I really was really not going to go. But that little voice in me said, go. Right. You need to be there. And I I needed to be there to meet Marcia, wow. who had edited those books, and uh, they're just, the stories are incredible, and she brought those stories to life. I didn't know that then. But the last two hours of being at that event, we met and we started to talk. And, and I'll let Marcia share her story, if if that works yes. for you, about her friend, because that was really the defining moment for me in being vulnerable enough to reach out to her and mm-hmm. have her look at my manuscript.
2: Marcia, what was that like for you?
1: Well, you know, as Brenda said, we met, at, you know, the last couple hours of this three-day event, and she mentioned she had this manuscript that mm-hmm. she'd had for many years and <laughs> had, you know, gone back and forth to it and back and forth to it. And I said, well, you know, send it to me, and, you know, I'll take a look and see where you are, see what I think, just, you know, give you my opinion of what I think is happening with it. So uh, a few a couple months went by. I don't think we connected again until August, and that had been in May. And I reached out to her and said, you know, if you want to send that to me. He'd love to take a look at it, and I said, just send me the intro and you know a couple chapters, which she did, and I I read them and immediately saw what the what I felt the issues were with her being able to effectively communicate this remarkable story, which you know I was I was so taken with, and the um, relationship that she alludes to is that. I had the year before we met, I had lost my my best friend of 45 years to cancer, mm. and she was this woman you know we grew up together she was we were like you know the same person in a lot of ways mm. and she had uh, she was a, a, a healer herself, a remarkable healer, and had been studying shamanism the last couple years before she passed, which is so ironic in her sort of getting ready for this remarkable passing that she had not even knowing that that's what she was doing but I I wanted to I wanted to speak to that I wanted that that life that she lived to be more than just a statistic of someone who lived and died of cancer so when I heard Brenda's story I thought I can I can be this with her and and you know as an actor which is how I have spent most of my life I almost took her on as a character that I was developing. I became Brenda in the process of writing wow. this book and, mm. and discovering those relationships and exposing, uh, you know, I mean, I really encouraged Brenda to go even deeper than she had gone. I said, you know, if we're going to reach people, we, we got to really get in there to the muck and the grit and the ugly for, for us to find the beauty which is, I think, what we did in the mm-hmm. book eventually.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, this is actually uh, what I love to talk about. There are no mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think in life. And, you know, I used to think that, there, you know, my life was a mistake. I really did. I thought my life was a mistake. And I know, Brenda, you talk about this in the book, mm-hmm. where you questioned your very existence in life. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, what did that feel like? Because I remember you saying something, and I and I have it right here. You said, God works through us, not apart from us. So you had a revelation early on.
4: I I did. And and it really came uh, through the medical model of them pushing me to do chemotherapy, which um, at the time uh, I, I had refused it the first, very first time with a cervical cancer at 26, and they didn't push, they just suggested, and I said no, and that was the end of it. They sort of pushed it when I lost my left breast, which Mm -hmm. was 13 years later. But then when the right breast was infected and down through the lymph nodes, it, it was systemic. And they were really adamant this time that I had to do the chemo and they could maybe give me five years, maybe more. But without it, it would metastasize. And breast cancer has a kind of a normal, Fantastic pattern. It's either breast to bone, breast to brain, or breast to lung. That's sort of where the cancer goes. And they were convinced that within a year, one of those would happen for me, because I had cancer running through my system actively. And, uh, and so it was sort of a death sentence for me. You, you know, you got about a year. And if you don't do this, there's nothing we can do for you. Now, today, I think they can do something with metastatic cancer a little bit more. 30 years ago, they didn't have that ability. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything in me, I mean, I was torn. A part of me was in terrible fear, incredible fear and anger. And a part of me uh, was physically clenching down every time I said the word in my gut. And then on a more spiritual level, I started to hear this voice that really was telling me this wasn't going to be enough for me. Mm. And I had no idea what that meant, what was going to be enough. I had no idea what to do beyond that. I just knew I couldn't do what they wanted me to do.
2: You know, one of the things that uh, you also talk about are some of the decisions you've made. You know, whether that, you know, God going through you gave you incredible awareness and wisdom along the way. Uh, now hearing you talk and, a, you know, Marsha, this must be for you as well. Um, it sounds as if it's as easy as breathing.
4: But these had they had to be this had to be a tough cookie. Oh, tough decision. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I can express how yeah. afraid I was, how many times I sank into a dark hole how many times I had to pull out of that dark hole. And it was that connection that I was beginning to develop, meditating the prayer, reading the books, uh, going to see Marianne Williamson every right. week. Cause she was, you know, at a church talking every Tuesday, just to, two blocks from my place. And all of that, I felt I was beginning to see was orchestrated so beautifully on my behalf. And as I grew, And I deepened and I fell down and I got up. And when you fall down and get up, you grow a little more. Yeah, right. And as I continued that growth and I was passionate about it, I was I, I was passionate about not only getting well, but more deepening in my spiritual walk, suddenly being spiritual and really walking that became more important than anything in my life. It was even more important than the cancer. And I feel that's what brought me to this place today that I'm at. My spiritual walk is number one in my life. I say that, I even tell my husband, he knows that. His is too. And then we come second, our relationship, and then everything else after that. But just being that passionate about awakening and about that divine connection and deepening into that connection of who we all are has been a passion now for mine, of mine for 30 years. Wow. And hasn't lessened.
2: And, you know, amen to that, because, you know, you went on to do incredible things. I mean, Conscious Talk is one of them, uh, writing the book. I wanted to say to everybody out there, we'd love to give a copy of the book away. Brenda uh, so graciously is going to do that. It's uh, The Gift of Cancer and a Miraculous Journey to Healing, uh, First Caller. 1-800-930-2819. And by the way, for those of you out there, if you have a question for Brenda or for Marcia, please stay on the line. Let Taylor or Benny know. I'd uh, love to give a copy of the way, a book away right now. First call at one 800 You know, Marcia, I want to ask you, uh, how does your life parallel what you've discovered
1: in Brenda's life? Well, the thing that's so great about the book is that it's it's universal. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, when we were thinking about the title, Brenda had had this meditation where the title came to her, but we did discuss about calling it, you know, something like The Gift of Adversity because it it's so much more than just a cancer book. It's about overcoming adversity, and there isn't anyone who goes through life without Encountering adversity—it's—it's it's part of the deal. It's—it's it's the reason we came here to encounter that adversity. And as Brenda said, when you fall, you know, getting back up again. So for me, while I was um, rewriting the book, I found tremendous peace in the healings that she was going through, and I related to a lot of it. I've had some some pretty um, dysfunctional relationships with men in my 20s and 30s um, and really did not know who I was in that process and lost myself again and again and again. And as I said, you know, when I look back now, I'm like, wow, that woman's just somebody I heard about. I can't even totally relate to who she was and what she Mm -hmm. was willing to put up with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a very healing experience for me to read about Brenda's family relationships, and to really delve into those, and uh, and I I was able to use my own life in in the things that I I created in the book. Not I, nothing I made up. It's all you know true to her story. But I did you know create some dialogues and and things that I imagined how they would be from just her her telling of it, and. It was a really healing experience for me, and the people that I have shared, you know, the people that gave us endorsements, and I shared it with, you know, people who who are friends of mine who are in show business who have not dealt with cancer personally, but so many of them said, oh, my God, this was, you know, this book changed my life. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get forgiveness. I get healing. I get there's something bigger than I am in this world that I can tap into, you know, something more than my ego. There's my authenticity authentic self, and all of those kind of themes that come out in the book are really powerful. No matter what your challenge or what your adversity may be, Mm -hmm. they are powerful, powerful messages.
2: You know, one of the things you talk about, Brenda, in the book is, and I highlighted it, um i 'm brutal when it comes to book, I write, and um you know I do too yeah, is it? I know. <laughs> that 's like break you know what that 's like that 's like cutting the tag off the the pillowcases yep. and the sheets, yep. right the pillowcase where you cut the tag off so one of the things you talk about, and I, I really want to talk about the distinction you talk about the dis, the, the difference between uh, heal versus not cure mm-hmm. in the book, and I think it is a conversation for our day and age that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because we're so willing to slap on a band aid, a temporary. Let's get rid of the symptoms, but let's not really find out. You know what was that part of the journey like for you when you decided? Nope, I'm going to choose healing. And what is really the, the
4: the difference given our modern day version of healthcare? Well, when they told me when I had the cervical cancer at 26, they said if you make it past five years, you're cancer free. And yet, 13 years later. I have cancer show up in my left breast. I was considered cured. Right. Now we take that word cure to mean we're cured. Okay. We don't have to look at this again. We were cured from that. When you look at healing... Healing involves not just the physical symptoms, because cure is all about physical symptoms. That's all they're treating. That's all they're dealing with. They're looking at the body. And we look at it in the medical model from a very mechanistic type um, version. When you're looking at healing, you're looking at all of you, the total you. You are not separate from your mind. Mm. You're not separate from your emotions. You're not separate from your spirit. So you are a total package. So if you are a total package, and in the Bible, there is a saying, as above, so, so below. below. Mm. So does that not mean if you have an illness, if you have a an imbalance in your body, and that's really what illness is, simply an imbalance. Cancer is an imbalance. You can bring the physical body back into balance, but you also need to bring to, to you what was underlying that. What was spiritually out of balance for you? What was emotionally out of balance for you? Where are you mentally out of balance? When you can look at all those different parts of you and begin to heal at that level, that's what healing is. Now, is it a guarantee that I won't get cancer again? There are no guarantees in life. No kidding. No, there just are none. (laughs) I know. And so, so you know what? If, if, if I do, have I failed here? Absolutely mm. not. If I do, what I get to look at is what patterns did I reintroduce into my life? What choices did I reintroduce to my life that recreated that opening, recreated that pattern, if you will, of illness in my body that was translating and expressing as cancer? And I would go there and have to do it again and look even deeper. And if I survived, that would be incredible. But if I didn't? So be it. I mean, I don't want to make light of that, folks. But we have such a distorted view of stepping out of this body and moving on to our next adventure that we make ourselves wrong for it. We feel ashamed. There's failure there. None of that is the truth. It just is what it is. And if that is our soul's path, we're soul directed. If that's the soul's path, I'm at peace with that. Wow. Brenda Michaels,
2: you know, Brenda, you know, part of this is really looking at what then happens to you and Marcia in your life. You know, we talk about this, but we you know, there's this part two to the conversation, which we'll talk about when we come back from break. And that is once you have a revelation and you have now decided to stand up and stand tall and the strength of your conviction about what decisions you make, the journey changes. Life cannot be the same You can't go back. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how you can find out more about Brenda, uh, give you her website, tell you about a radio show, and then also about Marsha. When we come back, we're going to talk about strength of conviction. What does that mean? And what happens when that strength gets challenged along the way, whether it be by a husband that turns out to be a, I won't say that word, Benny will have to bleep it, uh, (laughs) or a doctor that really doesn't support you, Or maybe even friends that abandon you because of your own fear, you know, what they do with that. You know, do you get stronger? And then what do you do with the rest of your life? Let's take a short break. Everyone will be right back.
5: like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com.
0: Get Sophisticated with David and Philip Zarza. David and Philip touch on topics such as human potential, spirituality, pop culture, and purposeful living. Experience an insightful reading from David on what the universe has in store for you or reconnect with a departed loved one. Philip can look into an issue or anything else you may be dealing with. Go to GetSophisticated.com. That's S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com or call 206-420-8660.
3: Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Galios miso dressings are delicious and made with only the finest, freshest, and all-natural ingredients. Gallios miso
4: dressings are low in fat, sugar, salt, and carbohydrates. They do not contain any artificial ingredients or any wheat, eggs, vegetable gums, or MSG. What they do contain is astonishing flavor and silky texture that can only come from using premium quality ingredients. Order online with free shipping at www.galeoscafe.com. That's
3: G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. When we lose
6: our Lead us to a plan.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Wow. What an honor to have you here, Brenda. Uh, Before we jump in and talk about (laughs) the road less traveled uh, (laughs) with Marsha and you, uh, I would love for each of you to just tell folks how they could find out more about you, tell people about your morning show and website and Mm -hmm. anything else you want to tell them, Uh, Brenda.
4: Well, Conscious Talk Radio, we've been on the air 13 years, and, and I have to say, Pat, I am so proud of this station i am too and the courage that it took for those who decided to turn this into seattle's alternative mm-hmm. talk and the morning shows are some of the best shows mm-hmm. in the country yeah, as no far kidding. as i'm concerned mm-hmm. And uh, the more that we can collaborate and expand together, the more the message gets out there. Because I feel, and I have people tell me all the time, and I know you do too, they crave this. They need it. They want this information. They want to feel connected in this way. So it's really wonderful that we're uh, we're here and we're able to do this. And it's conscioustalk.net is our website. And then Marsha and I and another beautiful lady by the name of Marla Williams, who I met, synchronistically as well, came on board, and we created Intentional Shift, and our website is intentionalshift.com, and we do blogs and chats, which are just a thought, and we are putting together something for next March and something for January, and we will continue to to spread the word and to get out and to share what we're learning and how we're growing, and hopefully that uh, touches somebody's heart and helps them. And, you know, part of this, too, is, you know, we are beyond
2: the time of rhetoric now mm-hmm. when it comes to conscious, conscious conversations. You know, we're past the point of, you know, a pill, potion, lotion, quick fist, fit, you know, you know, watch a movie and change your life. We're really beyond that. It does take a commitment. Marsha, how about you? How can people find out about you?
1: Uh, well, uh, the intentional shift site has a lot of information about us and what we're, we're trying to build, um, in our, you know, as we, as we kind of strengthen our own consciousness and go through our own challenges, mm-hmm. we realize that there's a great need for, especially, you know, women, we're coming together. It's such a powerful time for women. And so we're really trying to speak to that through intentional shift. And then I also have a, my, writing website which is write to speak W-R-I-T-E, write to speak.com and you know for me this has been a huge change i you know I alluded to the fact that i've been an actor and a singer and a dancer for 40 years 40 plus years and the writing is actually something that's relatively new to me but with the passing of my friend and another um, Accident that I uh, survived uh, soon after that, my life changed dramatically, and so my creativity is now sort of taken on a a new tack where it's the writing that is really feeding my soul and where I feel like I can help people. I want to help people tell their stories because I think it's so important that we talk about our stories so that we realize and find out and remember that we're all so much more alike than we are different. Mm -hmm. And it's when we tell our stories that we discover that and we can come together and and help each other and be there together.
2: Yeah, I'm going to call you. I am <laughs> I need to call you. Uh, and, and, you know, because I, I think that, you know, we show up here. Brenda, you show up every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, you need to tell folks what time you're on in the morning.
4: 7 to 8 a.m. Monday there through Friday.
2: There we go. Um, and the reason that I want to bring this up, and I talked before the break about this point that we get to in the road where, you know, people around us would love for us to go back. They're like, oh, yeah. where, where's the old Brenda? Yeah. ooh." Where's the old Pat? Where's the old Marsha? Where's the, you know, I'm really, you know, I want, I missed that person. Well, mm-hmm. that person isn't there anymore. And, and, and so I want to ask you about that. I mean, and by the way, let's give away another copy of the book. 1-800-930-2819. Okay. Did a light bulb go on? Did you have like a moment, maybe a godshot or something where you thought,
4: oh, I'm, never, I, I'm different now. I'm different. Oh, without a doubt. And it wasn't even that I thought I was different. It's that I was, for the first time in my life, and I've said this before, going through the healing experience I went through with the cancer was some of the happiest times in my life. And I know people have a hard time understanding that, but I wasn't focused on the cancer I was focused on the vision of what I wanted in my life. I I hadn't had passion for so long that when the passion started to rise in me, and it was really a passion for more God in my life, to be honest with you. The wellness was part of it, but it was really for more God. And what does that feel like? And how does that express in me? When that woke up in me, I felt happy I mean I'm on this journey and I and I'm not sure I'm going to succeed ma- meaning am I going to stay in my physical body but I was changing so rapidly and so many wonderful things were unfolding in my life and so many wonderful people were were walking into my life to support me how could I ever be uh, against that. And so I just stayed with where I wanted to be and I had written a vision and I kept changing that vision for myself and kept writing it and changing it and and it, I just stayed there and that was my that was my desire that was my intention and I made it very clear to the universe what I wanted. And I was learning that I could make that clear to the universe. What I had said before was I'm a victim here, and, uh, you know, so you got to give me all these victim experiences because that's where I'm living. And I had been stepping out of that into a whole new life, and that's where I wanted to be. You know, what's interesting about
2: this is in Marsha, uh, Brenda. Um, Marsha, I have a friend that uh, she's been my friend since 1973, and she spent the summer here. The first time she could spend any time. Spent a lot of time up here because she had cared for her mother for 12 years. And... Um, and I was really struck by, Brenda, what you just shared, and then also, Marsha, the enormous loss that you must feel or must have felt about the loss of your friend. Because if I even have a moment where I think about my friend Linda not being in life to be, you know, there, I, I, I it's hard for me to even talk about
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it you know it, it's it's indescribable. I I really there were moments when I thought I can't survive this. And it and it seems crazy because I mean, you know, I know like you know the loss of a partner, the the loss of a spouse, um, you know, people get that and that sort of grief, I don't know, makes more sense to us maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it you know, Melinda was like an extension of me. We were right. an extension of each other. And I really, it was so unexpected and so brutal and just so unimaginable. It was like when I look back on those 15 months at every stage of, you know, like, ah, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, it's going to be okay. We're going to do mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's not looking so good, but oh no, we'll do this. It'll be okay. And and the battle that she mm-hmm. went through and the grace with which she released her body and went on mm-hmm. to the next thing for her was so beautiful and so inspiring. And And I get that her her soul was done here, mm-hmm. I, and I have to know that and accept it, because it was the only way for me to live through the grief, and, and in my grief, I started writing, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that saved me, mm-hmm. and I talk to her often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have deep conversations, and um, she just said to me yesterday, she said, you know, I told you how much closer we would be when I was, when my physical body was gone, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, cuz I can just I tap into her spirit constantly and it and it f- feeds my soul in ways that I could not have imagined. Uh,
4: we we Pat we have talked about this Marsha and I we we've, uh-huh. t- we've done a couple other shows here and we've talked about how present she is wow. with us. Mm-hmm. And and I can feel her with Marsha and she's very present. She's very much behind us and helping in every way that she can because she understands now what that is like to heal that Mm -hmm. level of yourself and step out of the body. And she healed. And it doesn't mean that her body stayed here, but she did heal. And that's the beauty of it. The other thing I wanted to comment about what Marsha was saying, I know that the universe abhors a void. Yes. And so when we lose something like that, What do we want to replace it with? I mean, what do we want to fill ourselves with? Because I know people who have stayed in their pain for 40 years. I know. And are still in their pain. And on some level, they're choosing that pain over choosing love, over choosing peace over choosing happiness and joy because we, we have free will and God, the God doesn't save us in the way I think that we think it, it saves us. We save ourselves. God is always present in everything. And when we call out to God, the support is there, but it's really us tapping into that. And we make the choice. We have free will. We decide how we're going to go through it. We decide what we're going to fill ourselves up with more anger and and more feelings of pain. And, and Marcia did a beautiful job of filling up with more love and more peace and more joy and more creativity. And that's what she's getting. And I think that's what happens when we, we look at it from that perspective.
2: You know, I'm, you know, what I'm really struck by it with, um, with this, uh, with each of you is how this horrific, most people would look at your journey and look at it from a, and, and think this is horrific for, for both of you. This is horrific. Um, but I got to ask you the question, do you think that uh, your healing journey uh, enabled you to be more open with your intuition, with your life decisions, with getting a better understanding of yourself and, you know,
4: your higher power of God? Without a doubt. And, you know, people say, oh, what a tragedy mm-hmm. that was. You lost your breasts and you lost your money and you lost your husband. And, right. And yes, I did. But the whole journey That's the beautiful, beautiful thing about looking back. And you can decide when you look back. I see beauty. I see so much beauty there. I see so much love there. I see so much forgiveness there and compassion. I see me differently Mm -hmm. because I am different and I couldn't have been different. Like Marcia said up front, the cancer saved my life and my soul knew that. My soul knew that we 're soul directed that experience was like you said, pat, there yeah. are no accidents no right. that 's what I needed that 's what I needed to be here today, and that 's what Marcia needed. She needed her friend to be what she was and have the experiences so she could be where she
1: 's at you know There's when, beauty when in when, that. You're, when your heart cracks open like that, <laughs> that and is. i I have a real strong visual of what that looks like. It can, you know, fill up with just blackness and darkness and uh, and jagged edges, or it can crack open and there can be music and there can be color and there can be beauty mm-hmm. that and you get to choose that 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 is the the free will of that, because you know like we our our tagline for our intentional shift is you know shift happens, make mm-hmm. yours intentional it's like things are going to happen in your life. how are you going to hold them that's your free will that's your choice and and, that's and i,
4: really- I Go ahead, Marcia. Sorry. I,
1: I, I could have held, you know, losing Melinda in just an angry, bitter, why did this happen to her? Why did it happen to me? What a horrible thing to do to her husband and, you know, all manner of things. But where, how does that honor her beauty? How does that honor the the incredible soul that she was and continues to be? Yeah. And my goal is to honor that. And mm-hmm. that's only love. That's yeah. all that is.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, and thank you, Benny. Thank you for asking. We're going to skip the break here. You know, I have to tell you, this is, you know, when when we kind of talk, and I've been talking about my journey, you're talking about yours, I want to just be really clear about something, and you guys chime in. There are some days where, I don't know about you, but you just don't know, you do know if you can do it anymore. You know, the level of pain in your body, whatever it is, you're like, I'm going to walk away from the radio show. I'm going to walk away from this. I'm going to walk away from that. I I you know what? Rob, honey, I love you, but whatever. Or you, you know what I'm saying? You I have do. moments where and I I rarely use the word I can't. Right. But it shows up. It does. Ha, 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 has it shown up for each of you and how did you get beyond it? Because sometimes it's so insidious, right, Brenda? I mean, yeah. it's just so
4: like, it's so like right there. It is, it is. And, and, and I have had thousands of times like that. I just had one not too long ago. <laughs> and, and where I was ready to throw up my arms and just, I'm just out of here. All I want to do is go sit on a mountaintop somewhere and I don't want I anyone, you, I don't want anyone talking to me and I don't want anyone texting me. And, it, But what pulls me back, what brings me back is I know that I have the power to choose something else. And Now, I can sit in that, and you know what? I allow myself to sit in it as long as I need to, without, t- hopefully without judging myself. And I'm not very good at that either. A lot of times I will judge myself for sitting in it. But if we can allow ourselves to be in it without the judgment and just let it run its course, when I kind of come out the other side finally, if it takes a month or a week or a day or whatever then I surrender again. I go back to God. I surrender. I have the power to choose God again, or love, if you will. I have that power. That's the power we have in choosing, in free will. And I use that power, and I remind myself, you know what? I have the power to do this, and I reach out for help. Whether I talk to my mentor, or I go to Rob, or I go to my best friend, I reach out for help and say, I'm having a tough time. I really am. And I'm able to say that without feeling guilty like we're supposed to be perfect spiritual beings. Hell, right. Being perfect is that isn't what it's about at all. It's being it's being what we are at the time and being accepting of that. Right, right. I mean, you know,
2: there are days where you know, you would have think I'm, that I woke up not just on the wrong side of the bed, but somebody else's bed. Right. Marcia, how about you?
1: I think that you know, really the only choice that you have is to just be with it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's like anything when when you, what we resist persists. Mm-hmm. And if you push against that feeling of like, uh, what difference does it make my life is, crap and, you know, what am I doing here? What's the reason for it? And you and you get angry at yourself or, as as Brenda said, judgmental about that or um, think that it's something that's less than. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It's just what it is. And so sometimes I'll just say to my husband, I'm, I'm going to go in my room and grovel for a little bit and <laughs> I, I hope I'll be out soon. But, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah. So, you know, to just be with that, knowing, you know, so cliche, but this too shall pass And that's what life is Because if we didn't have those times Then how would we know Our our higher purpose times You know if you you lived It's kind of like the idea of like I mean think if you lived forever That would be horrible (laughs) You know I mean really honestly Because then what would you do with your life And what would anything mean If there was no end If there was no beginning If there was no down to your ups what right. what would life be? It would just be boring, and you know, who cares? And,
4: and Pat, I want to comment exactly about, right. about the res, about the resistance yeah. because it's the same with yeah. the cancer. It's good, I surrendered to the cancer, and people mm. say, "How could you do that?" When you fight against something, you give it power. When you're always thinking that this is out to get you, and you've got to overcome it, you've given that whatever that it is. Power, But when you open up and become vulnerable with it and you slide in there and I started a dialogue with the cancer, what is it that you want from me? What is it that I need to know here? It took a while and it took persistence, but I started getting feedback. And it was some of the most powerful feedback I'd ever had. So this whole idea that we're at war with everything. Right. The truth is we're at war with ourselves. Right. And we're at war with what is. And love is all there is. And love is what is. It's acceptance of all of it. And then we get to choose what we do with it.
2: You know, what's fascinating is I did a little rant not too long ago, uh, you know, and, and Brenda, what, you, what I hear you saying is, you know, there's a new word that I, that I think we should be talking about when it comes to, to illness, disease, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, the old idea of surrendering to it just never worked for me. Well, what if we could be in collaboration mm-hmm. with that thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe I'm just thick-headed, stubborn, but the word surrender hey, just never works for whatever me. Whatever
4: works for you. Right. Whatever gives you that space, opens up that space for something to, to come together. To come together in cooperation. We're such a competitive society. Exactly, And, you know, whatever we compete against is going to compete back with us, even if it's illness. It's just the way it is. So what if we collaborated, I love that word, or cooperated with it? What would happen? And that's what I did. And I didn't know what would happen, but I was so willing to try that because it just made sense to me on some level. And I think that was that wisdom mm-hmm. that was coming through because I had really surrendered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, you you talk about, and I'd love to talk about this,
2: uh, you know, here to kind of bring it to the forefront. You talk about moving into well-being. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that is so beautifully written and such a powerful statement Because I think for the most part, we kind of go through most of, you know, but moving into well-being, we don't even consider it. You know, we we get into this mentality. Oh, man, I'm just glad I'm not dead. Yes. But you take it to the next level.
4: Well, if we just stay in survival, (laughs) that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to get. If your thoughts are all around surviving and just getting through this day to the next day, that's what you get. Because you are creating your own reality based on your beliefs, your thoughts, and your um, experiences from the past, because we pull the past forward. If that's where you're going to live, so be it. Just know that's what you'll get. But if you don't step out of that box and choose something else, and then ask God, ask whatever you pray to, a higher power, whatever, for the support To get there and that you don't know the way I talk to God like I would talk to any of you. I say, you know what, God, I'm having a really crappy day Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. and I'm really feeling really crappy today Mm -hmm. and, and I'm angry today or I'm this, I'm that. I need help. I need support. I need to know I can do this. It comes. But we have to open up to that and we have to ask for it earnestly.
1: And you know the other the other piece of the equation that I have found so difficult and you have to sort of live it before you finally understand the, the concept is that you know people think well I'll be happy when everything you know comes mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. but the reality is that you have to find the joy in the now for things right. to come together right. and it's very hard because if you're looking at your life and you're saying you know my my kid is sick and my husband just left me and I don't have a job I was laid off and I don't even have a career anymore and it, you know I mean I get it it it's difficult, but when that is what you are creating with your with your consciousness, mm-hmm. you're just going to create more of that manifestation as time goes on. But going back to spirit, going back to something that is greater and deeper than, than you can conjure in your mind, finding the joy for... The little things, you know, that you're still breathing, that you're still walking. I mean, I, I thank my bodily functions every day. Me too. You know, the simplest <laughs> no thing. Right? Like, you know, yeah. it's like I go pee and I'm like, thank you, God, yeah, I yes, pee, yeah, you know? Yeah, i mean, I'm working. Seriously, you can find the joy in the simplest things. So and okay. when you're living in that space, then things come together.
2: Yes. Wow. You know, thank you both for a fabulous show. One quick question for each of you, if you don't mind. What's your personal message? Brenda, what would you like to leave everyone with today and, again, give out your website?
4: Um, I think I would say to everyone out there that life is really, truly for us. There is nothing against us but our own beliefs and thoughts about it. Life truly is supporting everything, and we get to be the star in our own movie when we choose to step into that place of allowing life to give to us.
2: Wow, thank you. Brenda Michaels, everyone. Uh, Marsha, how about you? Personal message?
1: Yeah, I would just say that you get to choose the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Wow. ConsciousTalkRadio.net? ConsciousTalk.net.
2: ConsciousTalk.net. Intentionalshift.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And right. com. Beautiful. Well, thank you both for all that you do. Thank you for being a pioneer in this industry, Brenda. Thank I you. so appreciate you. Uh, Marcia, thank you for saying yes to whatever Brenda asked you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My pleasure. It's been a wonderful uh, ride. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yes. and I want to thank all of you guys out there for tuning us in, turning us on. You know how to find out more about us. Go to com or the Tell Taylor, thank you for spending this time, and Mr. Benny already of course, booked yeah. out of here. course. My pleasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, all of you, remember that you get to choose the day that you absolutely want to spend with yourself and others. Don't choose wisely. Choose amazingly. We'll see you next time. I am with my Galeo's Cafe tip of the week. I'd like to share with you a recipe directly from Galeo's Cafe website. Try this oriental chicken salad. Slice a boneless, skinless chicken breast. Put it in a baggie. Pour in about two tablespoons of sesame miso dressing. Close the bag and shake it to coat it. Marinate in fridge for about maybe 30 minutes. Then fire up the grill, grill the chicken until done, about eight minutes on each side. While the chicken is grilling, put salad greens on a plate, romaine, Chinese cabbage, cilantro, whatever you want, and top with shredded carrots and almonds or cashews. Slice the cooked chicken breast and put it on top of the greens, add crunchy rice noodles, and top with more Galeo Sesame Miso dressings and enjoy. For more information, go to order your dressing today at galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S Cafe.com. Remember, shipping is free.
5: Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com.
6: Get Sophisticated
0: with David and Philip Zarza. David and Philip touch on topics such as human potential, spirituality, pop culture, and purposeful living. Experience an insightful reading from David on what the universe has in store for you or reconnect with a departed loved one. Philip can look into an issue or anything else you may be dealing with. Go to GetSophisticated.com That's S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com or call 206-420-8660.
3: 4510404. Galios miso dressings are delicious and made with only the finest, freshest, and all natural ingredients. Galios miso dressings are low in fat,
4: sugar, salt, and carbohydrates. They do not contain any artificial ingredients or any wheat, eggs, vegetable gums, or MSG. What they do contain is astonishing flavor and silky texture that can only come from using premium quality ingredients. Order online with free
3: shipping at www.galeoscafe.com, that's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com,